The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I look at the way Kicking celebrate. I look at the way Limerick celebrates a monster, right? To, to go, we actually want to win the next you know, Or were they treating it as just another game, another stepping stone? That's, that's a question I have. Subscribe to the GA Podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. Now then, you're very welcome along. So, Neda Manua is a name uh, familiar to football fans out there. Played for Manchester City and QPR. Recently retired in his mid-30s now. He's released an autobiography. Very interesting story to tell. So, we'll talk to him about life in the Premier League and the cast of characters uh, I'm sure you remember from his time at Man City in particular. He's on the way after 8 o'clock. Paul Mannion is, as you know, not playing for Dublin once again this year. He is, however, enjoying playing for Boston Donegal over in the States this summer. We'll chat to him this hour. So Paul Mannion on the way. And then in the final hour of the show, it is a gathering of sorts, a panel, a fireside chat. Myself and team OTB stalwarts, Mick McCarthy, Arthur O'Dea, uh, writing the wrongs of the world is the uh, general plan. <laughs> 53106, text number, at off the ball on Twitter. Mick McCarthy here. Already? Already, yeah. I'm in for a bit of practice for later on. Just not enough, not enough Mick McCarthy on the show this evening. Here's one of the wrongs I'll, I'll be writing now. No, okay. Why do Donegal always get the best players in the American tournaments? I don't know. Do they? Well, they always seems like people uh, are always... I think Jeremy Connolly, Connolly was playing for Donegal as is well. Is it a Boston thing? Is it like big Irish community there? You're it, well, see, treated they have, well. They have their own All-Ireland thing going on. So I think it might be just like the... It might be the benefactors might have the most... Uh, yeah. The, the, they might be good Donegal businessmen they've moved over to Boston and New York and different places I will ask what the locals who were there year in year out make of the big timers coming over from Ireland are they, are they, is it like welcome with open arms or is it like <laughs> one you're either taking my place or two you're playing against as us as always with every in. team it yeah. depends on whether you're any good or not okay. so if you're if you're Kevin De Bruyne yeah. you want Man City to sign the best players because your team's going to get better if you're the star centre forward, you're delighted to see Paul Mannion coming in. Sure. If you're hanging on to the corner forward position and kind of lucky to be there. 13 aside in the championship over there, by the way. Yeah. Do you know that? The, yeah. situation, the situation you're painting there, Joe, is exactly like when the Springfield Isotopes uh, had a load of ringers brought in for their softball tournament. Yeah. And the likes of Daryl Strawberry and Jose Canseco and Ken Griffey Jr. came in and supplanted the likes of poor old Homer when they were trying to beat their local rivals. Yeah. By the way, this won't be in your news round. Hello, Richie. Oh, how are you? I've just seen the news. Nick Faldo is retiring from like one of the uh, the big seats in American media. I mean, he's not, joining the Live Tour. Not as big as the big, big <laughs> ones, but uh, he's the lead analyst at CBS. You know, this was like the Ken Venturi role and then Johnny Miller and then Faldo's yeah. done it for the last, I guess, probably decade. And he's plus. been brilliant at it. He gets a lot of stick over there. I think he's great. Does he get a lot of stick? Yeah, he gets loads. Oh, the, I love him. I love his I love his tone. I think he's great. The no laying up lads all hate him. He's not it's not cool to like Faldo. I think he's been great. Well be careful what you wish for, because I've just seen Nick Faldo's announced his retirement as the lead anchor on CBS. And so the you know, this, like I said, is a big position. There was a time until quite recently where Phil Mickelson was being talked about as he could be next man in for twenty million a year. Oh yeah. Tony Romo style. Yeah. Uh, they've replaced Nick Faldo with Trevor Immelman. Is Trevor Oof. Trevor Immelman? Uh, okay, a, a bit of a step down this is in terms of golf skill. It's a, it's a disaster it, on every front. Has he got any charisma at all? Trevor Immelman, have you ever like? I don't ever remember Trevor Immelman interview, including when he won the Masters. I have no ah, memory. There, of there's your answer. No, he doesn't. No, he's, he's bad. Uh, Faldo was great at that job. Yeah, he was good. Him and Jim Nance, what a partnership! Yeah, this is very disappointing. Poor old Jim Nance is like, well, in fairness, he got it. Poor old Jim Nance. No. What happened to Jim Nance? He's losing Nick Faldo, his mate. Oh, yeah, but he's got Tony Romo. He has got Romo, yeah, yeah. And he's getting a giant pay rise. 
Okay. He literally said Tony Romo's getting 20 million. I want more than the measly seven I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly, it's like we're like bargaining together, friends style. Yeah. Well, see that the um, uh, Joe Buck and... Troy Aikman went as a package from Fox to ESPN for Monday Night Football right. for next year. So the an- announcer talk is and announcer business is big, big deal in NFL in America at the moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was always a, an unforgettable Q&A with Jim Nance in Golf Digest where he was talking about, you know, being on the road and everything. And uh, so he's like, yeah, and you sense this is the most passionate he gets in the entire two page spread. I like my toast really burnt. Is well, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> routinely at whatever uh, I'm sure quite respectable five star diner. But let's picture a diner for a second. He would show up and, and order his eggs and bacon on toast and I'd say I want the toast burnt and they'd bring it out and it wouldn't be burnt enough and so they have to send it back and often he'd have to send it back a second time. No, I want it burnt and so his wife said, you know, it's bad for you that burnt toast. Totally, you're on the road two hundred days a year. Think how many minutes you're wasting sending some per person back in to burn your toast. So uh, he carries around a laminated photo of a picture, you know, a picture of oh a burnt toast <laughs> in his wallet. In his wallet. <laughs> so he takes out the burnt toast and he says, "I want my toast burnt." Oh, it's that it's laminated God. for me. Well, I mean, if it wasn't laminated, come do, on. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe his next ten years spending his summers with Trevor Immelman is the is the penance he needs for that kind of behaviour. It's the most partridge anecdote I think I've ever heard, told in the first person. <laughs> yeah. Well, his purgatory is going to be Trevor Immelman. So it's my purgatory. I don't watch this sound down. Well, do you not watch it on Sky anyway? With their, so they Sky only send their commentators to the bigger events. Yeah, they take okay, the American yeah. feed. There'll be a lot of Trevor in my life. Yeah. So I'll probably still just get you and Murray all the time because I'm only watching the bigger events. Not going to change your life at all. <laughs> Ruin mine. Great shot there. That's not a very good South African accent. <laughs> My God. Typical <laughs> accent. It, it was, was He pulled out of it as well. He didn't even fully commit. He just <laughs> kind of half said it. Go on, try and do one there. A South African accent. Oh, fair play. That was, that was okay. Yeah. I don't know. He's pulled, he's pulled that shot into the rough jack. That was good. <laughs> i give you that. Is it the first cut? My, uh, you can't ban me for the PGA Tour I'm climbing diplomatic immunity Stop it now You've lost it He's completely <laughs> lost it there You don't overdo it either I mean you got to be Careful about these things uh, That was good Yours was quite good Mine was You fun. just didn't commit to it no, It could have been fine It's hard You pulled out Joe You pulled out of the tackle I know First one over the wall It's hard You get bloodied You know It's, like it's hard to do that You need to really warm up <laughs> Uh, yours was good yeah, I what are we talking about tonight, sorry I don't know so Paul Mannion on the way where do we get on to that uh, Nick Faldo ah yeah okay bad news yeah anyway we'll press on we'll take it in our stride 53106 whatever's on your mind fire it in you'll get us out off the ball as well so Paul Mannion this hour will have Ned Anua in the next hour by the way he still plays Astro with Stephen Ireland Ned Anua and says Stephen Ireland is still creme de la creme amazing still just doing things to take your breath away and he said that even though Stephen Ireland didn't light it up across say a decade in the Premier League the way most people feel he should have uh, Anua was saying any of his contemporaries anyone who played with him in particular they all know how good he was and they'll often remark on it even though he doesn't get the plaudits uh, he might deserve so Anua was that generation the Willow Flood Stephen Ireland kind of generation when City was starting to go really big time so uh, some interesting say that's a good Astro game I'd say it's of a standard yeah yeah yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, to be honest, I heard David Marler chatting to Jaron Ashley in a couple of weeks back and he was saying he still plays Astro. I, I think if you're a Premier League footballer, you have to play Astro on a level, don't you? Uh, you, you can't, couldn't be, just you can't be playing with us. Playing with us. No, yeah. you couldn't. Because I remember even you telling me about the game, you know, when there used to be that media game, I don't know, it's probably still on. I think it is, yeah. But there was like one, I'm, I don't know if you even say his name, but one player who was like, had played at a decent level, very, very good level. Alan Colley. Alan Colley, yeah, I didn't know, yeah. And, and he was just so much head and shoulders above everybody else that it was embarrassing. It was pointless in playing the game, like. That chap was a genius on the ball. Yeah. Honestly. You yeah. see him gliding with the ball, doing mad stuff. But this is after his best and like, you know, but, but playing with a load of like media lads just like Kilban on played, a string. Kilban played one day. Yeah. And I think he sensed early on this was a waste of time. So he just, uh, <laughs> just passed the ball anytime he got it. Okay. <laughs> just like, it was completely pointless. Yeah. And I also think his back is really, you know, shot so he couldn't run. Whereas Cody liked beating four of us and okay. ramming it into the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> so we should uh, kick off. The news round is brought to you, which you let labs for an effortless finish to your day. Richie, you are starting with a news of a massive game in Irish football. Yeah, the Republic of Ireland under-21s are going to play Israel for a place in next year's European Championships. Jim Crawford's side will play at home for the first leg. That's in September, and it follows today's draw in neon. Israel finished above Poland and Hungary in their qualifying group, and they only lost by a single goal in both of their games with Germany. Is there an early sense, Richie? I haven't, I'm just new to this news. Apologies of who would be yeah. favourites to progress. Well, uh, Jim Crawford had a quote today saying that the overriding sense from the others that were involved in the draw in Neon was that Ireland were actually the team that people wanted to get. And there were some tough uh, potential draws in there, I'd say potentially tougher than the likes of Israel. But like you can only go on their record. They uh, beaten by the odd goal. Uh, I think it was a 1-0 and a 3-2 against Germany. Uh, so they can definitely hold their own. They had five players take the step up from the 21 squad into the senior ranks in the last year or so. So there's a decent standard there with Israel. Um, anybody who may have looked at this beforehand and think it's uh, possibly the easier one that Ireland could have got might be a little misguided. You just okay. hope that Ireland has everybody fit by September that they can actually get this one over the line. Have you seen the crests put together when the draw was it's made? The exact same. Yeah. Israel crest is the same as the Ireland, as the FAI yeah. crest. It's just the same blue and white. It's the exact same. Right. It's it's the same ball and everything. Is this like where the designer, you know, we buy an Umbro jersey if it's it, different different colours? That's what I was thinking. It's just they, they didn't pay for an individual design. They just got a template. Uh, so that that's where we are. But Give us a, what, what is the Irish crest, the, the FAI one? It's it's right there beside you if you want to have a look over. It's the, <laughs> we have a jersey on the wall. For, for radio listeners, it's just a, an artistic impression of a football. Yeah, we're kind of shamrocky things. So I presume that's slightly different well, for Israel. But it's white. Uh, green and orange uh, with an orange kind of um, <laughs> trim around the around the side and Israel's is basically all that except with blue and white and where it says Ireland it says Israel wow yeah interesting yeah delighted to renew that uh, it's on the screen there if you're watching on YouTube uh, delighted to don't uh, mention the 2-2 renew this rivalry it's about time we, we, the 2-2 it's been a long time to get revenge off these the 2-2 and the, the nil all was or the, the one all was no wait were they both two all? I think they were both two all. I only remember the home yeah. one. But the home one when we were two nil up and yeah. Robbie Keane got injured and the goalkeeper was acting the maggot is the most memorable one. But they also equalised against us over there in like the 95th minute or something like that. Uh, okay. That was the World Cup yeah. we totally should have qualified for. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, Richie, uh, France... 
Yeah, the chair of a French Senate inquiry into last month's Champions League final says Liverpool fans were not to blame. Thousands were locked out of the Stade de France and many tear gas by police ahead of that game with Real Madrid. But Francois-Noël Buffet says Liverpool fans were not the root of those issues. French Interior Minister Gérald Darmaman had blamed Liverpool fans, but following testimonies from fans group on both sides of the match, there have been calls for him to return to the Senate. It's such a classic case of lying initially has made the whole thing worse. There's yeah, now an exactly. inquiry and it's all going to come out in the wash anyway. It's ni- nice to get that statement. Liverpool fans were not to blame, uh, you know, after Maybe a few so. weeks rather than 10, 15 years this time. But, uh, you know, ultimately we do seem to be following a pattern here. Yeah. I mean, if they'd just done it in the 24 hours, the whole thing would have been not forgotten, yeah. but at least... Um, but it was evident at the time even that we were getting an official line and then a, and then a truthful line somewhere else. You know, like Richard Sadlier was literally on the TV checking Twitter saying, hold on, don't be worrying about what UEFA is saying. Here's what's actually happening. So, you know, the, like talk about not understanding the world and digging into this hole of lies. Oh, just tell them it's pathetic. The Liverpool fans were late and that'll put it all to bed. <laughs> yeah. was the initial thought. So Liam Scales, Richie, is moving. He is indeed, yeah. Our, uh, Aberdeen, pardon me, have signed Liam Scales on a season-long loan from Celtic. The Republic of Ireland under-21 international was confined to five Scottish Premiership appearances last season. His last outing came in the Conference League and that was in February. Aberdeen manager Jim Goodwin says he's been trying to sc- sign Scales for a number of years. While Arsenal today completed the signing of Fabio Vieira from Porto, the attacking midfielder has signed a long-term contract at the Emirates. He's cost them €35 million. Euro. He provided 16 assists and scored seven times in his 39 games in all competitions for Porto last season and one other transfer line today Southampton have paid Bochum 10 million euro for defender Armel Bella Kochap the Germany under 21 international has signed a four year contract at St Mary's okay so that's the football no football show this evening or for the next couple of weeks but we are with you through until uh, 10 o'clock meanwhile uh, news on the FAI Cup yeah, the long road to the Aviva started today. In essence, St. Pat's will begin their defence of the extra.ie FAI Cup at home to First Division Waterford. Last season's beaten finalist Bohemians face a tricky test away to Finn Harps. League leaders Shamrock Rovers were drawn away to non-league Bangor Celtic, while Dundalk will be at home to Longford Town. And Derry City will play host to Oliver Bond Celtic. The non-league club's Carl Bateman was asked at this afternoon's draw if the non-league team risk being overawed by their trip to the Brandywell. Absolutely not. Are you joking me? <laughs> no way. No, I think I think uh, the players will do really well up there. I'd say there's a lot of lads in their team I think will play at League of Ireland level, if I'm being honest with you. Right. And this is a great opportunity for them to show that they can. Yeah. You know, and how far the club has came. This is, I think it's the first time we've been in the draw. We're only going five years. Is that all? That's all. We were certainly saw this time five years ago. Incredible progress there by uh, uh, Oliver Bond. Women's FAI Cup first round P-Mount will be at home to non-league Finglas United There are two all-national league ties With Bohemians hosting Galway and Deal or Waves Up against Treaty United Elsewhere Sligo Rovers will play Douglas Hall Athlone go to Whitehall Rangers And Cork City will play Bonaghee United Richie does Bowes drawing away to Finn Harps Means that they won't get to wear their FAI Cup only jersey And if they lose then that jersey will literally be never worn by anyone except you uh, You could presume correctly there Michael um, on, but Harps. no, there, there was and there have been there have been FI Cup jerseys before. There was a lovely white one with red and black uh, kind of diagonal sash a couple of years ago that did get outings in the FI Cup and we were knocked out pretty early, I think, that season and uh, may have popped its head up, I think, later on that term. So there's every chance you actually will see it. But if not, sure, it adds to the uh, the uniqueness of it. There is a text in in all capitals. Uh-oh. It starts Are off, we in trouble? It starts off with Malloy. 
Oh, now we're oh, in God. trouble, aren't we? I feel like George McFly and Buzz has just walked in here. You know, just <laughs> aggressive. Uh, great news, Faldo. This Biff, guy. not Buzz. Oh, yeah. Buzz was the brother in Home Alone. Alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Similar vibes, actually. Yeah. Who'd win in a fight between Biff and Buzz? We're not getting into that. Malloy. <laughs> Buzz is way too middle class. Great news, Faldo. How did he introduce Harrington as from the land of potatoes? Anonymous. And he didn't. He probably did. I, I, like, I, I'm not sure on it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, there was a potato thing in there, though, in his radical speech. Yeah. It might have been like, oh, uh, you know, because Harrington like a great practicer. There might have been a, he's hit more balls in practice than there are potatoes in Ireland or something. Yeah. And I think on Hilarious. G, I think on G Mac there was like, like, I feel there's a danger I'm misquoting here, but I think it was along the lines of this. Oh wait. I've gone looking for this OA radical speech. I can't just find it. It's okay. not on YouTube for some reason, which is a travesty. But I think it was like, it's McDowell. He doesn't know which country he's from. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> it uh, was 1-0 USA, if those speeches count for anything. So. Yeah. Not a great Ryder Cup captain, I give you that. No. So golfer, though, and a good analyst. He might not have been always the most politically correct. You need that in a... Well, not political correctness necessarily, but you need like people who are a bit daft on TV sometimes yeah. to say things you know it was always fun uh, so you uh, oh by quirk you're going to the Brooks Kepka news he's the latest big name four time major winner young player and he's jumping Richie yeah he's off to live golf the former world number one it seems will make his Saudi funded debut at next week's event in Portland the PGA Tour have of course promised indefinite suspensions for any of their players leaving for live golf but Kepka remains among the listed entrants for this week's Travellers Championship speaking as recently as last week though Kepka intimated he'd yet to be approached by Greg Norman and co I mean there's been no other option to this point so uh, where else are you going to go live I mean, uh, as of last week, that's it. I wasn't playing last week. So I'm here. I'm here at the U.S. Open. I'm ready to play U.S. Open. In some ways, it seems like they're offering something that would appeal to you. You're a guy who, you know, really gets up for the majors, really loves the majors. At the moment, it seems like it would be an opportunity to play less in between the majors and still play the majors. What is that attractive to you, or do you prefer your current setup? I mean, I can come out here and play as little weeks as I want. I choose my own schedule regardless what tour I play. Come out here. I haven't played. I've played what match play Augusta PGA in this one, so I can play as little as I want. He's quite an arrogant type, actually. Increasingly, I really liked him when he first came out in the scene, but he's just so difficult all the time and has a chip in his shoulder all the time. So, in some respects, good riddance. But uh, I suppose on the other hand, Richie, this is a four-time major winner, still very young, one of the marquee names, and he's also jumping ships. So, uh, the live golf. Well, from being dead in the water, not so recent, uh, quite recently to now, is. Uh, uh, has huge momentum no uh, Morikawa though yeah he was on Twitter this afternoon there was essentially speculation that uh, last year's Open champion could be the next to sign up but in the wake of the news that Kepka is on his way to the Live Golf Tour Morikawa flatly denied that he will be the next in line yeah and just some breaking news Abraham Anser has also jumped ship now oh no <laughs> god damn it oh, Joe no. I need to rethink the show here. Going to struggle with the Mexican Open now. Cancel Paul Mannion. We're going big on answer. So who's who is there? Let's let's speculate. Who else is going to go? Who's going who's going to be the jaw dropper? Right. So answer isn't big enough to be a jaw dropper. Kepka was. That's a big deal. Yeah, but we knew it was coming. Oh yeah. Right. So like between I mean, that clip there was even from the U.S. Open. We we knew for a few weeks that was the ground was laid for that. Who would be the one that would just like change everything? 
Mm. This is not going to be Rory. We know he's not going to do no, it. No, not Rory. Like, Rory's not going. Justin Thomas not going. Mark Howe's not going. John Ram 100% isn't going. I suppose that the next batch of, like, young superstar types, there are there are some, like, real whispered mumblings that maybe Victor Hovland is being pursued heavily. And if you think, like, he's very marketable, in four or five years' time, everyone will really be into Victor Hovland. He's going to be a, you know, big Ryder Cup Ask for the Ryder Cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, one of the interesting aspects I suppose is that like the next like four Ryder Cup captains have all pretty much gone like West. Mm. Look, looking at it here Poulter, in, in terms of like Garcia, McDowell, Garcia mm. they're all gone yeah in terms of marquee names like I'm, I'm, I have the top 20 open in front of me oh here. yeah and like it's a very I, I'm sure none of these players will uh, you know and, and the golf aficionados won't hate me for saying it it's a very unsexy top 20 very because like in, in, the, in, the, in the likes of the top 10 You've got people like Sam Burns, who I'm sure the wider public probably won't be that familiar with. Yeah. Um, Zalatoris is breaking through. Billy Horschel is somebody who's like number 14 that, again, a lot of people probably wouldn't be yeah. uh, overtly familiar with. Xander Shelfley, Joaquin Neiman is 18th. And then you've got Kepka and Answer, 19 and 20, respectively. So they're like, it's it's not as if it's Plodeho with people like no. Rory yeah. McIlroy. Sheffler? Um, Sheffler's that, that number would, one. And, Sheffler would change things, though. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but... I don't think would. they actually want him that much. He's such a charisma-free zone. Yeah. Uh, they're going after the characters to live golf. That's, that is what they've done here. Yeah, it's true. Ricky Fowler, I think, will go. Oh, Fowler yeah. will go, yeah. Because he's just... He's, he's, his game is... He'll have to, to wear orange on Saturday now. Yeah. yeah. His game can't cut it at the moment, and he's a chance for a massive payday. Yeah. So he could go. Nick Faldo said, you were dead right. He said that Padraig Harrington was hitting more balls than potatoes have been picked in Ireland <laughs> <laughs> you've had two years to prep this speech you're talking to Nick Faldo now not me and the other thing as well Padraig Carrington at that stage he just won his third major in 13 months yeah he's a big name and you're like ah, potatoes <laughs> potatoes like how do you in 2008 go to a potato joke when talking about an Irish person uh, marquee like <laughs> player in your team potato man where the hell have you been? Potato man. Harrington also told us on the um, Golf Weekly podcast, he was like, he put, he partnered me and McDowell just because you were both from Ireland, but like we didn't even know each other. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good Basically. Old. Good old Faldo. They lost anyway that uh, Ryder Cup Europe. They did. Richie, do you want to bring us one last story very quickly? Uh, what have I got for you? Daniel Whiffen finished eighth today in the final of the 800 metre freestyle at the World Swimming Championships. And Serena Williams oh, yeah. is back playing competitive tennis at the moment. Uh, she has partnered with Anz Jabour in the doubles at Eastbourne. Uh, they're up against Marie Buzkova and Sarah Saribes Tormo. And uh, just true to form, I guess, uh, Jabour and Williams have lost the first set of that match 6 2, but it is the first time in a year that the 23-time Grand Slam winner has been back out on a tennis court. 40 years old now. She's playing singles as well, is she? Uh, not at Eastbourne, no, but she is a wildcard for Wimbledon, for Wimbledon next year. Sorry. Or next week, sorry. So this is essentially just to get her loose and limbered up, uh, if, even if it's just for one match. Uh, but I'd imagine she'd be off to Orangi or to, she'll stick around Eastbourne and, and try and warm up for, for Monday. She's not seeded. The seeding, seeding's uh, released today. Uh, Igish Fiontek, number one, and Ekantovite, number two. And Serena's lurking uh, as an unseeded player who's going to give somebody an absolute nightmare on Monday okay. or Tuesday of next week. And one last quick story just caught my eye here. So Mauricio Pochettino, no more at PSG. Yep. Uh, they have ruled out, I suppose, who many people thought was the leading candidate to replace him. 
Yeah, Master Al Khalifi, the club president, confirming that Zinedine Zidane will not be the club's next head coach. Uh, Pochettino sacked last week, and Al Khalifi told Le Prisienne today that they've never held discussions with Zidane and are taking a less flashy approach. No more bling bling was an actual quote from Al Khalifi. It's widely reported that PSG have agreed a 10 million euro compensation package to extricate Christophe Galtier from the remaining two years of his contract at Nice. Okay, very good. Richie, thank you. Nice and lads. Mate McCarthy, thanks for the time, Ian. Cheers.